So I recently started watching Mr. Robot, a series that is often loved by cyber security enthusiasts. And obviously I got curious about this domain. It is interesting how cyber security is extremely crucial, not only for big companies, but also for us in our day-to-day lives. And speaking of cyber security, today we have with us Aishwarya Gore, an alumni of PVG COAT. She is a globally certified ethical hacker. She has also done her bachelor's in electrical engineering in 2019. And she is also a core member of a startup called Newton's Apple. She will be talking about various aspects of cybersecurity, right from the basic terminologies to advanced things such as the various stages of hacking. She will be also discussing how a newbie should start his career in cybersecurity, what are the various resources that they should use, etc. Hi, this is Vinod Kamath from DSC PVG Security and you are listening to Verbose Law. your one stop tech podcast Aishwarya welcome to Verbose Lock thank you thanks so uh, cyber security is a broad term right so how would you describe what exactly cyber security is okay so in today's world actually we are very dependent on our smartphones and laptops and all such electronics so i feel it's really important that we safeguard our private information financial data and digital assets from cyber attack so the me- uh, measures that we take to protect these assets from cyber criminals or cyber crimes i think that's the true essence of the term cyber security right so you started like uh, you are basically an electrical engineer right so how did you start your journey into cyber security like what was your inspiration or how, how did you get interested in cyber security okay so uh, while in my first and second year i was primarily interested in automation robotics and iot so i used to read a lot of stuff about these things so one day i happened to read an article about how hackers uh, attacked a iot device in an industry and actually managed to disrupt the assembly line so this got me intrigued into you know how can someone sit in one place of the world and access some device or some camera somewhere in the other corner of the world so i started exploring about different hacking techniques how do hackers hack into devices how do hackers get into the company networks and websites and all those things so at the same time uh, mandar my classmate had newly founded newtons apple and he was actively conducting these workshops so actually uh, the workshop that you attended was one of our first workshops that we did together and then we started working together began exploring new domains of cyber security earlier we were only in the education sector like providing workshops and trainings but now we have expanded our company and we are also providing security solutions to many verticals So we are catering to IT, non-IT, financial, educational, as well as healthcare organizations in India as well as abroad. So this journey has been very, very exciting and been filled with a lot of enriching experiences for me. Cybersecurity is a broad term, right? So what are the various roles that come under this domain? Okay, true. So uh, cybersecurity does have a lot of uh, roles, basically. So I'll just uh, cover two main aspects of cybersecurity. So like I said one can be a offensive approach and the other is a defensive approach so uh, in companies let's say mncs for example there are two different teams of cyber security okay two teams 
who are working on these two different approaches so the team that carries out the offensive attacks is called as the red team so their main uh, task is to carry out these attacks on their own infrastructures to test how the system is responding to our attack is it capable of you know withholding such a cyber attack or uh, are there any kinds of vulnerabilities in the system and then there is another team called as the blue team which is responsible for defending such attacks now this blue team actually has a huge role because see uh, like such mnc's they face like hundreds of attacks every day okay so their defenses have to be like really up to the mark so these blue team have the task of defending such attacks and when the red team uh, you know purposefully does an attack within their infrastructure or on particular device or any particular network you know it's for a testing purpose so it's like a practice for the blue team then uh, like in medium or small companies usually they can't afford to have both the teams you know separate people for both teams so what they do is they have one single team which has been delegated the task of doing both these approaches so it's usually called the purple team so like and if the company is even smaller like a small or a very micro nano type of a company then they usually don't have enough resources or they don't afford to have you know red team or blue team specifically so they'll just hire one person who will take care of the defenses and then they will outsource this uh, attacking part to companies like ours okay so what our company does is uh, we conduct these vulnerability assessment penetration testing and security audits for our clients so there are ethical hackers like me who perform these tests and people like me are known as security analysts or pen testers in this right uh, you said about ethical hacker right so who, who exactly is a is an ethical hacker okay so uh, there are different types of hackers so there can be script kiddies then there's black hat white hat gray hat hackers so i'll just give you a quick overview of what these people are so script kiddies are basically newbies you know people who have just started learning hacking and they don't know much about it so what they do is they just use ready made scripts from the internet and they use those to execute atta- uh, like attacks or carry out any malicious activity so they get successful in doing these things but they don't have the knowledge or the skill to you know modify the scripts or make the tools or something of their own then there is black hat hacker these are extremely professional people actually like they are very very skilled highly knowledgeable but they are using all their skills for the wrong purposes so they are the ones who carry out these malicious attacks on companies and such you might be aware of the anonymous group they are quite famous for these things so yeah these are the black hat hackers then white hat hackers are the ones who are known as ethical hackers so these are highly skilled uh, hackers who have good morals and ethics so these are the ones who are employed by companies to uh, take over the cyber security role so they are responsible for carrying out penetration tests and vulnerability assessments and find out mitigations for the possible loopholes in the system then there are gray hat hackers who are actually white hat hackers who have gone bad you know like there are multiple reasons it may be because they want to take out their revenge on their employees or something so what they do is they turn against their own organization 
and they cause damage to their organization itself so such people are known as grey hat hackers right uh, it sounds very interesting uh, especially the grey hat hackers so we are talking about hacking so there may be various ways of hacking right uh, like i have heard about some terms called as social engineering and uh, phishing uh, so can you explain yeah. what these terms are yeah sure okay so obviously to hack into different things you need to have different methodologies right so social engineering is actually taking advantage of human psychology and fooling people into giving away their data or clicking on malicious websites or something of that sort so i'll explain you by giving a quick example okay? so for example let's say you receive a email from facebook saying that they have detected a possible hacking attempt on your account and you are required to click on the link and uh, log in on the given link so what will you do like obviously the first reaction to such a email would be panic right most people will panic and they will immediately click on the link they right. will see that there is a login page they will quickly fill in the credentials and hit enter what will happen next is they will be redirected to a page saying thank you or maybe your account has been verified or your account is now safe or something that will make them feel that okay now i'm safe so what has been happening in the background is the email that they received probably looks something like you know security.facebook@gmail.com for example so now because they were in a panic state they did not look at the id carefully so they don't know that there's something fishy about the email id itself or you know there can be some very small detail that they missed out because of that panic state then the link that they received in the email which actually looked like a facebook login page but it was not a facebook login page what it was was in fact a cloned website okay so there is this technique called as cloning of a website wherein you can create a website that looks exactly like the one that you wanted to and when you put in credentials they don't go to the facebook server obviously so they go directly to the hacker and your the hacker successfully has received your credentials so this method of getting credentials from the user is called credential harvester method so uh, this is a example that like i would have liked to give because many 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 cases are there where people have lost a lot of confidential data and usernames and uh, such info to social engineering attacks right i, I remember yeah. in the workshop uh, uh, in the workshop we did a, a clone like we did uh, did the credential harvesting for facebook but i guess now facebook has become more secure right yeah they have upgraded the security i think we did it up like 3 years back so yeah considerably they have increased the security so uh, the process of hacking would be a long process right there would be various stages for uh, hacking so can you describe those st- stages that that would be interesting i think yeah sure so uh, when we say normal hacking it will have five phases okay so the phases are information gathering then scanning then uh, gaining access to the system then maintaining access and exploiting it and then finally getting out of the system and covering your tracks so what hackers do is first of all they will try and gain information about their uh, target so when you define a target let's say i'm defining uh, a target as company x i 
uh, search the internet for all different kinds of things like i'll check what they are into where are their products what are they selling what is their website do they have a email domain then there are some information gathering tools which help you to identify uh, you know people put their job posting on linkedin right like i am employed by so and so company from so and so date so and like all that information is there on linkedin so what i can do with the help of these tools is i can gather information about the employees working for this company x so now i get a list of com- uh, employees i can easily search them on linkedin and i know at what position they are working on this makes it easier for me to attempt a social engineering attack on the system if i know the name of the hr of a company i can easily craft a email from his name and i can send it to any employee for his company people who know that person are going to think that that person has sent the email and they are going to do whatever is written in the email so uh, this all this part comes under information gathering the next thing is scanning so once i have gathered enough information about my target i scan the target for vulnerabilities you know possible vulnerabilities which i can exploit further so in case of networks it can be open ports like in case of websites it can be you know different kinds of user input fields which i can uh, inject my scripts into and hack into the website so once i have done the scanning part i move on to gaining access to the system so by now i have uh, a well known list of vulnerabilities which i know i can exploit further so i'll try exploiting these vulnerabilities one by one and i'll somehow manage to gain access to the system now let's consider a computer network where i have managed to gain access to a pc using some port let's say 80 so now i am uh, already into a pc okay so what i'll do next is i'll maintain my access in that pc and i'll try exploiting further uh, pcs like i'll search whether this pc is on any other network how many other devices are connected on that network can i get into any other device can i access some potentially you know confidential data from any other pc or server or anything of that sort so this is uh, the fourth stage that is maintaining access and exploitation and the last stage that most hackers do is uh, getting out of the system and covering their tracks so now once i have uh, you know stolen data whatever i wanted i get out of the system and i try covering my tracks meaning i try to delete the logs you know that every computer logs all the things that are happening right so i try and delete these logs and i come out of the system so uh, this is something that all hackers will do now as a ethical hacker you are supposed to do one more step that is reporting now reporting is basically compiling all your findings in a systematic way and submitting it to the concerned authorities so because you are ethical hacker you have to submit all the bugs that you found so that the company can work on it and they can fix these things before a real uh, hacker gets into the system right uh, so so there are various softwares right for that are used by hackers one of the software that you mentioned was metasploit i guess so what are yeah. other softwares or maybe operating systems that are mostly preferred for cyber security or hacking maybe so there are two operating systems which many hackers prefer to have one is kali linux and the other is called parrot os or parrot security now both operating systems have many inbuilt tools 
which can be used for different stages of hacking so the most popular tools that are used by the hackers are nmap that is a network mapper then netcat nessus like all these three tools are mostly used for network related vulnerabilities then there is borpsuit and owasp zap which people use for a uh, website or you know software even hacking because it's a proxy tool basically it it acts like a man in the middle so what you can do with these tools is you can uh, actually intercept the request response between server and client and you can check the traffic you can actually read what is going on between the two and then there's metasploit and social engineering toolkit so we talked about cloning website and you know credential harvester all these kinds of things you can do using the social engineering toolkit uh, se toolkit is there in kali linux uh, i'm not sure if it's then parrot os then metasploit framework is available for linux as well as windows os borpsuit against zap all these things you can install on linux as well as windows so uh, apart from this uh, like companies will also ensure their data security right so like for big mnc's they would consider data security as their top priority one of the top priority so what is the what is the so, what is the scene of software development cycle uh, in like like uh, with respect to security part okay so uh, i'm sure you must be aware of devops right development and operations uh, since you are computer and it students so now yes. what people are doing like what companies are doing to you know be more secure is they are integrating security in their software development life cycle so now this thing is called devsecops okay d e v s e c o p s devsecops so uh, devsecops is basically thinking about the security point of view right from the initial phase of sdlc so what you do is in the initial stages you do threat modeling and risk assessment for your software like the minute i decide that i want to create a application with so and so functionalities the next thing i should be doing is i should be creating a threat model for it so now threat model is something like you just have to map the architecture of all the components that you are using in that software and this threat modeling tool will give you a detailed analysis of where are the loopholes in your architecture so what you can do is you can take help of a security architect or a security engineer and you can develop your system in such a way that it will have minimum number of vulnerabilities so many companies have started doing this right now so i think this is definitely the future of software developers because this will ensure that there are no zero day vulnerabilities at the time of release of a particular software right uh, so what is the process of finding bugs in the software and can you also explain about uh, the event or the program called as bug bounty okay so uh, finding bugs in a software like everybody can have their own take on this you know it's uh, it's a person specific method basically so like what i prefer is i use the software as a normal user first you know i try to understand uh the working of the application how is it functioning what are the different features in that so by doing this i indirectly identify the attack surfaces uh, by attack surfaces i mean 
the places in the application where i can you know launch different kinds of attack like if there are any user input fields or if there are any other fields of which i can you know take advantage and launch an attack so after i identify these attack surfaces i run the tools and scripts whatever i have planned for that particular field and then finally i'll do a source code review just to make sure that there is nothing else apart from whatever i found that is you know being hiding in the source code which can be actually malicious for the uh, software so this can be one approach to finding bugs in software then you asked about bug bounty right so many companies or organizations they list their websites or apps or even sometimes uh, hardware devices on uh, access like publicly accessible platforms okay such platforms are called bug bounty platforms so now what happens is when companies list their websites there hackers all over the world try to hack into the system which have been defined in the scope okay now again you are not allowed to hack into anything that comes under the brand name or anything that comes under the company's name so if they have specified a particular url you are only supposed to hack into that particular url so they hack into it and they report their findings to the authority so now if you are the first one to report a particular vulnerability or a bug and if it's a really critical one then the company will pay you the bounty the bounty is basically prize money so to be honest it's a rat race okay you just have to be the first one to submit it but companies like google and facebook they have been paying like thousands of dollars for uh, really crucial bugs you know there are people even from india who have really won that thousands of dollars amount but i would suggest that you know rather than running behind the money at this point you should use these platforms to practice and improve your skills and become a be better hacker basically right uh, right uh, i think this is an excellent opportunity for the students or the cyber enthusi cyber security enthusiast to practice like bug bounty is a great opportunity right yes yes definitely uh like what does the effective cyber security look like to you and how do you measure it because uh, as you said each day the hackers will try to find something new to attack your uh, pc or maybe system and each day uh, you will try to protect your system from it and this would be a continuous loop like they will be challenging you you will be defending it so uh, what is your definition of effective cyber security i would say that you know the effectiveness of security or for that matter you know whatever you implement as security measures in your system to check the effectiveness of that i think you, we would have to check the response of our system which means that if my system is facing an attack how is my system responding to it on its own so i think that defines the effectiveness of cyber security for me so we have to really work on you know modern tools and modern techniques which have the capacity to defend uh, the system on its own and data science and machine learning are going to play a huge role in this field okay they are going to be the game changers because there are companies who have started understanding the value of data science and machine learning in cyber security and they have started creating more powerful tools you know there are firewalls and other uh, defense related devices which actually analyze data of previous attacks and they handle the uh, attack on their own 
so i think ha- uh, you know developing such tools is going to actually increase the effectiveness of cyber security in the future that's very interesting if we are going to merge uh, like if we are going to use machine learning and data science along with cyber security i think it would be pretty much like both for the hackers also and for one who are defending also that would be that would be a game changer right yeah it is going to be a game changer so uh, so if a second year or first year student wants to learn about cyber security because uh, unfortunately not many subjects of cyber security are covered in our engineering portion right so what are the various resources to get the information about cyber security like are there any blogs or youtube channels that you follow or any maybe any whatsapp group or as you said uh, any other certification okay so uh, there are actually a lot of free courses available on uh, you know udemy there is one uh, really good website called cyberery which provides a few free courses every month okay and they have some defined uh, career paths like they have a uh, module of 6 to 7 courses which will uh, come under a name called career path so after you have completed the basic courses you can go on and you know do these paid versions also there are other paid courses available on coursera and edx also and they are usually partnered with some really big names like ibm or microsoft so you will actually get a certification from them they are obviously paid but uh, if you are really that serious and if you uh, have a sound knowledge like if you have completed a few basic courses and you want to move on to the advanced level then these are some of the good courses that you can do then there are websites like nullbyte which have a lot of documentation on all types of attacks then tools or techniques that are used in hacking so i think it's a really good place for people you know to uh, check things out like as a newbie uh, this nullbyte will provide you like a step by step guide they have literally every single command is listed out there so you can actually go and uh, perform the attack according to the steps that they have given just a small advice that please don't you know do attacks on just any random website uh, you can do them on some legal websites that uh, that have been specified for uh, such purposes then again if you want to find information about uh, commonly found vulnerabilities you can go to oasp oasp is basically the uh, open source web application security project so they have top 10 vulnerabilities listed every single year and they have this listed for web applications as well as mobile applications and they have a lot of uh, you know legitimate content on what are what is the meaning of a vulnerability or how you should exploit it and then if you are looking for a vulnerability which is you know specific for a server version or maybe specific to a firewall or switch for that matter then you can find it on cve cve stands for uh, common vulnerabilities and exposures Uh, about groups like meetup groups i think there are quite a few meetup groups also so if you go to that uh, meetup.com i think then you can search for uh, cyber security and ethical hacking groups and you will find quite a few around uh, what are the events that cyber security enthusiasts can look forward to uh, what are some international events or even uh, the local events that they can look forward to so uh, there are some famous events that i think most cyber security enthusiasts uh, do follow one of them is defcon 
and the other one is black hat now these both are some of the oldest you know conferences or uh, oldest organizations which have been doing this thing for years together these are both based in usa and till now you know most of the uh, events required a physical attendance but since covid everything has changed so much that almost all events are going to be virtual and online now so i think uh, even people sitting here can uh, access them anytime they also have uh, some com- uh, like competitions or conferences clubbed with these events okay so you can take part in the competitions and at the same time you also have access to listening to speeches in the conference something of that sort then there is another one called as the red hat summit so red hat organizes this summit i think once a year and they otherwise also apart from the summit they have some of the other events going on around the year hacker one organizes some really good events like if you want to you know do something really good in bug bounty then there are a lot of bug bounty people who have won a lot of bounties who will come on that platform and they will tell you about their experiences and hacker one hosts like a lot of uh, events i think every month they have at least one event or something and all these are virtual so you can take part in these uh, sitting at your home then apart from that for local events actually we did uh, host a cyber security conference last year in that is in feb 2020 actually so we had invited uh, guest speakers from india across india who shared their valuable experiences with us they were from different fields you know like there are different fields like there is cyber forensics people who work with our police to handle all these cyber crime so there was a cyber forensic expert with us there was a person who has experience in navy so he told us what is the significance of cyber security in our defenses and how it affects them on the navy and then there were people who are cyber lawyers or working in the it departments of uh, you know big mncs so it has been a really good exposure for most of the students and we are planning to conduct similar events this year possibly online because of the current situation so let's see how it works out yeah definitely uh, uh, the i think the one advantage that people can have of this covid situation is that they can sit at their home and even if the conferences are taking place around the world they can attend those right because most yeah. many conferences are uh, like we have to attend it physically but i think this time uh, the students will get a, will get a chance to attend those conferences yes definitely also uh, considering the cyber security industry how do you think uh, is cyber security as a career option like what is the growth of this particular industry and how will it uh, be in the future cyber security has become a essential part of our life now you know with everything uh, on digital platforms we really cannot avoid cyber security anymore so i don't think that cyber security is ever going to die out henceforth like this is a field which will always have a requirement and relatively there will be very few people who will have this kind of skill sets you know so i think there is a lot of demand and the supply is there so uh, it's a really good career opportunity as for the pay scale if you think cyber security of, uh, like provides one of the highest paying jobs in the world you know because of the amount of skills that you require 
because of the type of job is involved the salaries are also very high so if you are you know really into uh, getting a really well paid job then this can be a really good field for you right uh, also would you like to share something about your company newton apple uh, yeah so we are a startup actually we started when we were uh, of almost your age second second year so mandar my friend he founded this company along with rishikesh and then uh, in just a few months me and another friend of mine mihir we joined this company so today uh, we are four core members of this team and i'm very proud to say that all of our team is alumnus or current students of pvg coit so we have four more uh, students of pvg on board with us full time they are excellent penetration testers and hackers themselves and they have been working with us on customer projects so we provide security solutions to companies okay so we conduct this penetration test security audits we provide security trainings for their employees so that they can be aware of you know attacks that can happen on their systems and uh, they can handle the situation better and then we also uh, do compliance auditing like uh, when you go into security there is something called as compliance compliance is nothing but a set of rules and regulations or protocols you can say which you have to follow as a security person so we have to check whether the company is implementing all these security protocols or not so uh, such a procedure is called compliance auditing so in the meantime we also did multiple certifications like i myself am a globally accepted certified ethical hacker then mandar is a cissp we also did cisa and hipaa compliance and all these things in the meantime so now we are a pretty competent team and we have been working in this field like almost 4 years now right right uh, also what what's your pulse of advice to those who are willing to explore this field of cyber security but uh, don't have any knowledge right now how should they uh, start with it okay i would say first of all don't underestimate yourself okay even though you're not from a computer or it background that's perfectly fine you just have to you know have the basic skills and you can uh, like you can sharpen them anytime so start learning new uh, languages programming languages try understanding how networks work how systems work how do they communicate with one another you can pursue many different kinds of online courses you can uh, you know physically attend workshops whenever possible try to do as much as you can practically you know otherwise you are not going to learn that thing so do that and just remember that cyber security or even ethical hacking it's like a knife like you can use it for good purposes as well as bad so make a wise choice don't don't try and do any kind of hacking on just random websites or never even try to play with government websites for that matter because if you are found doing any kind of illegal activities Uh, you can land in deep trouble but if you stay on the legal side and if you understand your boundaries well and if you play safe then sky is the limit for you rightly said thank you ashwarya for sharing your knowledge with us our listeners might have learned many new things regarding this domain through this podcast also i certainly have enjoyed listening to you thank you once again for taking out time for shooting this podcast i would also like to thank chaitanya nirantar and rajat namshetty for helping me to frame these questions 
Also to all our listeners, if you want a workshop or seminar on cyber security, please message to us on Insta or LinkedIn and don't forget to follow DSCPVG COT. We will be coming with more such podcasts in the future, so stay tuned.